Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. three shows now and you know we're quite settled I know roughly what I'm doing I make it up you know it's all been fine and then someone said the other day are you nervous about London because obviously you know people that are in well I wasn't and now breaking it but first of all just give yourselves a round of applause everyone give yourself a good old clap Amazing. Well done, everyone. I just, I'm so proud of you all for getting out of the house. It's amazing. Okay, let's welcome the main guest, the main podcast guest of tonight. It is Ore and Portia Aduba. Hi, guys. Come on down. Come on. You Hello. should have sat this side, really. You're a couple. Hi. Good evening. Hi. I just Hi, like space. Ori's been watching backstage. Yeah. Are you a little bit scared right now? Can I, can I just say something very quickly? Because I'm quite conscious this might be the last chance I get to speak tonight. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Feel free. I am heavily aware that I am outnumbered tonight. <laughs> can, I, can I just get a, a whoop from any boys that are in here tonight? Oh, there, yeah. the, the three Whoa. of them are in. <laughs> They're all That's here. Quite a lot. Lovely to be here. Yes. Well, Ori, this is your second go, really, at the podcast. The last time, though, it wasn't live. 
Yeah, yeah, you cut the boring stuff out. And now the real me has come out, i.e. Porsche. So I'm well, going yeah, to well, say... I was going to say, you're going to hear the truth now. Yeah, uh, yeah looking forward to it. It's always <laughs> interesting to get... I the swords <laughs> out already. This is it. No, I've got to say, after Ori came on the podcast, I then texted him that night going, look what I've just found. That was literally the first time that we've met, we thought. Yeah. Then we found a drunken photo <laughs> from about eight years before, uh-huh. pre-kids. And I was yeah. like, look, we've actually met before. I know. Do you remember anything that happened behind that picture? No. 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 I don't know about that. No, this. you don't. And that's <laughs> Tom, do you know about that's this? That's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. Okay, tell me about your childhoods. What were they like? I'm one of three. My sister's in here tonight somewhere. Uh, my dad is a punk rock singer. And my mum is a stay-at-home mum when we were growing up. So family five. And uh, Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, just drop that in. You can't drop that Your in. Your dad was a punk rock singer. Is. 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 Mm. What was mm. that like? We had a very two-sided upbringing. My parents worked really, really hard. All three of us went to a lovely private school. But on the weekends, we'd all go to punk festivals. I lived a double life, honestly. Like, my friends were out riding horses, and I was with the Hells Angels in a field somewhere (laughs) on a weekend. So, honestly, I lived two totally different lives. But my parents were amazing. They kept us grounded, and, uh, you know, it was lovely. Can you imagine getting with Portia for the first time, really feeling like she might be the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, and then her going, oh, by the way, my dad is the lead singer of a punk rock band. He looks like it too. Like, he's six foot, he's covered in tattoos. If you know me, you're like, what? Like, it's crazy. You're so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's he's from a very notorious punk band, so... uh, Part of the act, he used to wield an axe. That was the act. I'm like, well, Sunday roast's going to be fun, isn't it? (laughs) I'm the one getting served up. From my side, like being part of Porsche's family now, it's such a pleasure to be part of because you hope that you're going to inherit the most amazing in-laws. I was so lucky from day one that Porsche's family was so, so welcoming and so warm. And they've got this really tight unit thing going on. And in my house, and I think in a lot of other houses, you know, dads and mums are at different places and my sister went to boarding school. So people were together, but then they were also quite fractious. And I love my family. My house had a lot of happiness and a lot of laughs and stuff like that. But Portia's house, even now, a lot of your traditions that you had as a kid, our family is inheriting a lot of those traditions. So, so have, you, have you kept like a mixture of your traditions and cultures? Like, so you're celebrating them with Roman? Oh, yeah. T- yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I have a little joke running with Ore because I, I say that he had a deprived childhood when he th- says things to me. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I also when, had to no, private school. It's... So deprived, so deprived. Please, two pounds will feed. All right, for a whole year. <laughs> no. It's when, it's when he says things like, uh, one of our family traditions is uh, an Easter egg hunt. And my dad used to run around the house, punk rock star, running around the house, going, there's Easter Bunny, there's Easter Bunny, there's Easter Bunny. And I said to Ori, did you do an Easter egg hunt and run around the house? He was like, we didn't even do an Easter egg hunt. I was no. like, oh. When's God. Easter? <laughs> oh, sounds like it was fun. <laughs> Ori says to me, I say to Ori, oh, let's go and take Roman strawberry picking. Strawberry picking? I just used to pick the raspberries from the wild trees out (laughs) beyond the fence when the farmer said no trespassing. (laughs) So 
Those things that I didn't do, we now do with Roman, which is lovely. And yeah. my family will join in. And uh, But at the same time, because you're, I mean, Portia, like, you like being given gifts that you like forcing me to give you gifts. That's basically, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I meant to say. Um, because it's part of your tradition. Um, but... But, a Primark so, bag will do, to be honest. Well, it does, like fashion it very well. But no, so, <laughs> uh, but Christmas was, you know, it was quite gift-heavy. And I think on my side, because, we you know, we didn't really want for much. I think it was just quite normal that we just didn't have loads. I think we had Christmas dinner, we had lots of lovely, happy times going on, but we just didn't do gifts much. So I think from my side, like, it's a lovely balance because you want to give Roman loads of stuff, I want to not give him stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't need it. You just need to be alive. That's it. Leave it there. So I think, you know, as a happy I can remember medium. you saying as well, for you, it's just important to be there. Yeah. And to have that presence in his life. Yeah. And even, you know, my dad, even now, he lives in Nigeria. And from as early as I can remember, him being in Nigeria was a good thing. That was our normal. But I think I was quite conscious that for our family perspective, I didn't want to be really far away all the time. And I think when I did the podcast with you, um, for the first time, I'd been on the Strictly tour, and I told you that it was five days after Roman was born. Porsche and I had made the decision, let's go with it, and I hosted the Strictly tour, um, and I was away for a whole month. And I think it became quite—I don't want to say normal, but it became—we understood the reality that there was going to be being home as like a magnet. It's like, okay, let's be away, but I'm going to have a big chunk of time where I'm back home so that I can consolidate the family life. But can I just say, before this, and thank you for this marriage counselling session we're having right now. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, we just thought we'd have a little think about, because two years, our, our boy is 20 months old, he'll be two years old in January. It's quite a long time to remember stuff. So we had a really nice moment yesterday evening where we just went through, oh, this happened and that happened, and just trying to recall a lot of stuff that happened. And it was really nice because we came across some stuff that we hadn't actually told each other. And... The most important thing was that Borgia said, despite the fact we were sharing all this stuff and, you know, parenting has been really lovely and it's been really difficult. But she was like, you know, when you go on stage tomorrow, can you, can you not be too gushy? Like, oh, you has are... anyone listened to Ore's podcast, like the episode? Yeah. He gushed about Portia so much. Uh, I was like, I need to meet Portia. Right. She sounds much more fun well, than Ore. And that's what I was thinking. That's a... <laughs> Sorry, was that... Did I just get smacked backhanded then? I'm not, but no, I, I'm like, the thing is, if, can I, if your husband or your partner was more gushy about you, would you not be happy, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, ladies. But you don't know what to, you don't know what to do about, like, you don't know what to do with that compliment, do you? If someone's there going, oh, you're such a good mum, you're like... Well, I, it's not that. It's more just, like, I just... I love you, you know, is that such a... <laughs> I'm off, see ya! <laughs> OK. Right, so Come when did you here. two... We've got some more to tell. <laughs> did you two, like, as soon as you got together, did you know, like, hope that kids were in your future? Did you talk about having a family? Quite, we did, yeah. Quite early, yeah. On, quite early on, I think... Not first date, <laughs> early. It's been known, but yeah. No, no, we, no we quite, left it. quite early on, I think we just started discussing it, didn't mm. we? And it was always something that that we hope for. I mean, I'm quite an anxious person when it comes to those sort of things. So I was, every time I sort of spoke about it, I would say, yeah, if we can, if we can. Because I'd never want to just be like, yeah, okay, let's have a baby. Well, and also you spend so long not getting pregnant growing up. That, that, yeah, totally. That's what I said to him all the time. I was like, you try 
like your whole life. You put it out there. <laughs> yeah, for a your long whole teenage time. uni years not to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you want to, you're like, oh, it hasn't happened straight away. Okay. <laughs> you know, so yeah, uh, but yeah. Not no, my we... fault. <laughs> Portia, finding out you were pregnant. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> That was quite funny. We were trying for a baby and you had a work event out in Barcelona, of all places. So I thought I'd just do a little test before we go because I want to have a few drinks while we're out there. Came back negative. I was like, great. Right, got on the old tequilas out in Barcelona. <laughs> I was like necking quite a few. Uh, one of my best friends was out there. So we had a lovely four, was it four days? Yeah, I can't remember. Four, yeah. four days. Yeah, four, five and uh, yeah. came back and I thought, this hangover is literally going on for about a week. What is going on? Anyway, I'd gone off to work as he does every single day of the year. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, so I thought I'd just do a test just to check because I just felt this hungover. Sometimes like, hungover like, just, just get going. over with. I know I'm not. Just come on, let's pee on a stick. Exactly. I was on my own and suddenly, ding, two lines. I was like... It's a weird <laughs> thing because you know, well, you think possibly, hopefully one day it's going to happen. And all of a sudden you see the two lines, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and like, you're, on, you're literally on your... And I was like, I was on my own. I was like, okay, what do I do? And I was just sat there literally like for ages like, okay, do I text him? Do I not text him? He's out <laughs> at work. Like, what do I do? Text him just saying... Hey, dot dot. When are you home? <laughs> and, it, and I never, I, I used to, now I do. I never used to ask him when he was home. And he texts back, why? And I was like, just curious. And he, and he now tells me, he was like, that was weird for you. So he said, oh, like six. That was actually the end of the day. So for the whole day, I was stewing on the, uh, no, Oh, yeah. It was after. It was yeah. about, no, I came half, back about sorry, lunchtime. Yeah. So, but yeah, but it, it probably felt, felt like, like it like felt a, like a day. It felt day. like a day. Anyway, came back. And I literally just ran at him with this wet stick, just like, ah! It was like, what? What? I was like, ah! The thing then, was, the I, first thing I saw, though, is that because you, you had... There's a mad woman running at you. There's a mad woman with a wet stick. <laughs> Who are you? No, she, because you had, been, you had been to the gym in the morning and you were still... And this was the bizarre thing, because Portia is... I mean, look at... She immaculately turned out, right? And then you just start seeing little things that are different. Because <laughs> one... That, what? 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 You're okay, am say, I being too gushy? I'm just... that she was still in her gym gear. Yeah. And in your head, you've gone, oh, God, she's let us She must go. be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a gym gear. It's What do you think of me now? Oh, God. She's pregnant. But Jen, seriously though, I did because I know you'd had the test at about a few weeks before, or a week before. You never asked me what I was up to during the day, like <laughs> some sort of dodgy dealer. You had been to the gym in the morning. It was like five hours later. I was like, something isn't quite right. You were basically at the door as I had left you in the morning. <laughs> I was. I, I was, knew yeah. something was up, and then piss hit me in the eye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... Um, you know that, that will be taken as a quote and people will take that literally. That's fine. Is, is today's <laughs> I age... I can see the Daily Mail headline tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> OK, you're now pregnant. How was your pregnancy? And, you know, we've been talking about relationships and how, you know, it gets a little bit... Fractious. Just got a funny face at you, you know what I mean? Mm. How was pregnancy? Do you know what? I always feel really guilty for saying this, but I actually had a really good pregnancy. That's all right. Yeah. Don't feel bad. I, I know, I know, but you do. You just get this sort of... Because you hear of so many of your friends and so many people having so many difficulties, that it's like the unsaid... You don't want to say it. It's like when someone says, I had a really quick labour. You're like, oh, did you? My child's <laughs> sleep. 
But yeah, my child sleeps. <laughs> How was your pregnancy? Great. <laughs> I was sick every day. Jeez, yeah. But then I just kind of, I don't know, I, I started saying it. And then I had quite a few mums as well, and my mum, you know, friends of mine as well, saying, yeah, me too. And then they felt like they could talk to me about it because... I love it. Shamed because you're having a nice pregnancy. <laughs> no! You shall not feel like that. <laughs> I, but you do, because I actually had a lovely pregnancy. Like, Darling, I enjoyed lovely. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed wearing clothes that went over the bump. I did. Even though that was a journey itself, because in the early stage, I felt like I just ate, I'd eaten too many pies. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, I look awful. And then towards the end, was like, oh, I love this. And like, Ori obviously was there every night, just being like, you look beautiful. I'm like, no. Um, but no, but like, I, I did. And I had a bit of, um, I was exhausted for the first three months. Like, I literally would go to the toilet at work to have a five-minute nap on my phone. Like, I set my timer on my phone for like five to ten minutes. So it seemed like I was doing a poo. You but just sat on the toilet Yeah, napping. yeah. <laughs> It was, that, it was that bad. Like, you used to literally say to me, babe, have a good day. And I'd go down the corridor like, yeah. And then I'd get to work and I'd just literally think, how long is it before I can go for a nap? And then I was like, okay, go, set my clock, but long enough for like a bit of a long poo. And then come back and be like... <sighs> and that would happen maybe three times a day. So, yeah, it was really... My, my exhaustion was awful. And I, was fee I did feel kind of not myself because I was a real gym goer. And I loved going to the gym and I couldn't do any of that because I had no energy. But once that sort of had passed for me, I then managed to get back into the gym, which is what I loved doing. And I used to work in telly. And I was travelling all over the country and I was making telly shows. And I went in for an interview for a job. I felt like I didn't want to say that I was pregnant when I was going for my job interview. And then they saw online because it's quite easy to find those kind of things that I was pregnant and they rang me up and they said oh we, we we'd love to offer you the job but we have seen online that you're pregnant and I was like yeah and they were like but we'd still love to offer you it and I was like oh because I was so worried wasn't I um and it was quite early on still but I was chuffed I worked up right up until pretty much the end I was going to the gym and I didn't feel like anyone was discriminating me at all I always think that people are amazing with pregnant women it's when the babies come along that they can't stand you Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, use they, them as they a have, weapon. Yeah, they haven't got a time of day for you then. No. You're like, Pram, <laughs> you ain't getting on. <laughs> you stay out there. Yeah. We're going to the next yeah. Do you know the thing, though, during the pregnancy, because, I mean, you really did really, really well because the tiredness kicked in and you were, doing, you were working, you were working, like your daily commute was an hour and a half away from you. And so you managed that really well. The really trivial thing that was quite difficult at that time was trying to not tell people that you were pregnant in the early days before we announced it. Mm. Because at the time, so it was 2017, and it was a mental time because, again, Strictly had happened. And you mentioned it because it was such a huge chapter in our, in our lives. And that following year was quite busy and quite eventful. And you can imagine because Portia was such an incredible supporter at the time. And uh, genuinely, this was kind of the difficulty because she got to know the Strictly family. She was basically, you know, one of the lot. So following the show, whether it was going to someone's, one of the couple's shows or going to another event, and, you know, Portia was known as the Prosecco Queen. She's got a punk rocker father. She, of course she, <laughs> she was. She comes with a reputation. Um, and so what we found really difficult was going to these places, and it was trivial, but at the end of the, on, on the other side of the coin, you're like, people are going, oh, you're not having a Prosecco. Come on, what's going on in there then? Come on, what's going I've on in there? I've got a urine infection. Or you... 
were having difficulty going to the loo. Oh, I, yeah, I had the runs was yeah. another one. That was another one. Yeah, you really put people off there. Yeah. They don't want to ask you once you've said Conversation that. Conversation killers, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was trying to think we had many a, many a bicker because I would say to Ari, look, you've got to stick with me on this one because, you know, we've seen these people before, okay? So you're not drinking because we're on a health kick. Okay, we get there. I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> so what am I doing? He's like, um... I think you had a urine infection. I had a urine you? infection again. <laughs> Doctor didn't diagnose me. I'm all right. <laughs> um, no, it was it was kind of tricky, but it was nice because when it actually came to the moment that we shared we, your news, we shared the news. It's mental because you it's a private thing, but understandably, especially at that time, um, that you knew there was going to be this interest. And I remember Portia and I had said, "Okay, we're going to we're going to do it tomorrow." We sort of drafted this post, and in the morning we were like, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. Did you get butterflies in your tummy. Oh my god, it was terrifying. <gasps> oh my god, terrifying. It's so scary. Because it's not just just between the you two, or not just between your family, and and you're sharing it with what was already a really warm and lovely members of the public who had supported us on this strictly journey. And I remember we were ready. We almost like held hands, and we were we were in bed, and we posted at the same time and just hid under the duvet. <laughs> And yeah, our, we did. And our phones, like you could hear it sort of on the on the side table, just on fire, it was just buzzing with just this amazing shared like love from so many people. Um, and that kind of has continued. We've just been really, really lucky that like people are going on this journey, and, like whether it's on your Instagram, people have been so, so lovely. So um, if you're any thing, of them, thank you. Because it's I think there's certain moments in life that you just kind of get, ah, oh, feel you with love. When people like get engaged, and then when they announce they're having a baby, there's just something, yeah. I don't know whether it's, although I used to get it before I was a mum, I think there's just that thing, you kind of know what that person's going, I don't know, it's just something that, it brings you back to life in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, it's perspective, isn't it? Yeah. It's just the, what we're all on this planet for, if that's your way inclined. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, move on to actual labour. Where were you when you went into labour? I got induced mm -hmm. because... So, we um, went down the private path mm -hmm. and with Ori's work, he was going you wanted on him the there. tour. Yeah. yeah. So, we, we we, so, we discussed it in length and, you know, we'd had many a talk with doctors and midwives and all this kind of stuff. So, we decided for us, as well as Roman, you know, because we needed to make sure he was safe and whatnot. Um, we decided that I was going to get induced because I couldn't do it without him. And well, on, I also, it's fair to say you wanted him there. That's that's an okay yeah. statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I and I, want, I wanted to be there as well. Yeah. At, at the I time, the due date would have been <laughs> during the... <laughs> I didn't want to be there, actually. I didn't want to be... Yeah. Rather oh, than the things to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going through the diary. <laughs> Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, she's having a oh, baby. Oh, gosh, okay. Just finish this. 
just finish this quick step and I'll be right there. Um, no, so, so at the time it would have been during the, during the Strictly tour would have been the natural date and we were, we yeah. were umming and ahhing whether, how, whether we'd be able to get down from Newcastle or whatever. So it was uh, a decision that we made together and with the consultation from the, the medical professionals and a really good friend of mine who's a gynecologist who was like, as far as I'm concerned, there are no other health differences to getting inducers to do it naturally was our professional advice that we got. So we were like, okay, let's just do this because it's the best decision for us at the time. And how was that? Being induced is quite intense. It is. We went into the hospital and they just wanted to do a scan on the baby. And we had already arranged that we were going to go in, have the scan, come out, have a little bit of dinner as our last night. We'd booked a hotel down the road. We'd have a lovely little evening. It was all going to be really relaxed. It's really weird, isn't it? Knowing that it's your last it's time yeah. too. It's it a was, massive deal. We watched deal. The Greatest Showman. That was our last oh, we film did. that we watched. We did, Very we did. It was so good. And, um, but yes, yeah, so we went in to have the scan and they said, oh, we can't see enough fluid on the baby. Um, so we want to keep you in. And we were like, oh, okay dinner's cancelled we were gonna get pizza <laughs> so we stayed in that night watched a little bit of dancing on ice and had a pizza but then the process of it started but it didn't take effect straight away and I started becoming quite impatient and I was like it's not happening it's not working I thought oh gosh this is gonna go because they do tell you obviously it's gonna it can go on for many hours because obviously with the induction of, of a baby you know you've got to go through all the stages and I am one of these people that always thinks the worst and then if it's better then I can say oh it was better luckily for me like it happened all quite quickly it took the midwives by surprise because I kept saying to them something's happening and they were like yeah you've probably got quite a while to go and I said no no, no something I think something's really really happening Roman came so quickly that I, I didn't have anything you were on the old um back zipper what's it called the tens machine tens, there we go <laughs> Um, but no, so Ari's on the TENS machine, that's all I had. And they kept saying, I think you, uh, you've got quite a while to go, you've got quite a while to go. And I was like, I, I, something's telling me I don't. But classic me, I was thinking also about a photo I'd quite like at the end. So in between contractions, I was putting on bronzer. <laughs> I was literally, when I had Max, pulling out my grey hairs in the toilet between contractions. Well, Just I was great like... lighting. <laughs> But no, the lighting is quite good in there. It so, is. so I kept going back mid-contractions thinking, I need a bit more bronzer on her. <laughs> These photos are not going to look good. So, what was I thinking? So, um, yeah, no, so it all happened really quickly. Anyway, my midwife came in and said, oh, my God, we need to get you up to the labour ward, like, now. Like, the baby is basically coming. And I had had nothing. I kept saying to him, I think I need something. While my head was in a fan, I was so hot. I was sweating. My head was literally in a fan like this, saying, I really think I need something. They managed to get me up, and they said, oh, do you want, would you like a wheelchair? We can wheel you up. And I was like, I am walking. I am walking up these stairs. And it was awful, wasn't it? Every, like, two steps, I was like, oh, God, why am I walking? Literally, yeah. It was awful. We took a lift. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just... It could have it, it, it been very different, but... We got there very... We're safe and sound, so it's... Ding! To be fair, right, that's not the time to be picking over. OK, who cares if it was stairs or a lift? If Porsche says stairs, it was stairs. If it okay? was 2018... It felt January, like stairs. Sure. You've had two years to think about it. It's etched in my memory. The lift, it was a lovely journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it scary 
seeing the person that you love going through something that's kind of bigger than she is? It was the helplessness, really, was probably the, the overwhelming emotion that was going on at the time. You know, you go through it with the midwives, you know, what, what you want for the point of delivery. Um, and we had playlists planned, and it was going to be this, and you we talked about water. And as it was, it was like, baby's coming now. We've just, we just got to do it. And you were doing really, really well. But then the point where they pressed the red panic button, which doesn't mean panic. It's just a red button where 10 people that you've never met rush into the room. But it's not a panic. It's just procedure. You're like... We never talked about this for nine months. How is this a thing? So, yeah, at that point, I'm just watching and going, just trusting in, obviously, the professionals around. I know that Portia, had, she'd done, she'd hypnobirthed till the cows came home. You were so ready for that moment that I, you know, I knew you were going to be great. All I had to do was give you my strong hand that you'd turn into a, a little withered arm by and the I time. And I love that I your done. mind was going, must return yes. strength. Must Remember return the Paso Doble. Remember. <laughs> you can do this already. Even you can kidding. do this. <laughs> you just give what you can, don't you? You just give what you can. So why did 10 people rush in the room? Oh, because uh, Roman was coming so quickly ah. um, that his heart rate was dropping, right. which my midwife assured me that this happens so often. I mean, they were, they were amazing. They were, like, keeping me really calm. And I remember looking over at Ore and just his eyes were so wide. Rabbit, he was headlights. just literally just like... And I was like, it's OK. I'm reassuring of that. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he just came so quickly. He was fine, yeah. but they just wanted to make sure that if I couldn't get him out quick enough, that they then... I need to have a C-section then. Mm -hmm. So they were just making sure that I was ready for um, theatre if I needed to go in. So they just came in, prepped me. But I was still pushing at the time. My, you know, my midwife was still saying to push and things. Yeah. But... And... I do remember just thinking, I really, really just want to give birth to him. I really, I've come this far, I'm so close, I'm so close, come on. I, I, it was just a mental thing that I really, I really wanted to do. I know, obviously, had they made that decision for me, I wouldn't have cared yeah. because, you know, as long as he's healthy and he's, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But just at that moment in time, I was like, come on, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> You surprise yourself, don't you? Yeah. That, like, animalistic thing that just erupts out of you. Totally. He turned to me and was like, you turned into the Red Hulk. <laughs> Honest to God. And I was just like... <laughs> hey, it was impressive. You tried pushing a baby standing. out. So what was it like meeting Roman for the first time? Did you know he was a boy? No. No, no, we didn't know. We left that decision until the moment of the ultimate discovery and they pulled him out and passed him over to you and said he was a boy and it's is no, that they said he was a boy but i didn't hear oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah I, you I had didn't hear. you know when you're just it's totally overwhelming and you suddenly got a baby there even though you've been growing a baby it's still like oh my gosh where did this baby come from even though you, it's really bizarre oh, it, he was a little bit like yeah uh. you're, yeah like oh god you what's happened like <laughs> it's just really surreal and, and, then, my, and my first, first reaction is what, like overwhelming, you know, the tiredness wanting to be there and support you because even, even in that whole instance and Roman is here, I've been like, okay, hoping you're okay. And then I look over at him and they tell you, because you'd done some baby classes before and I'd been invited to one of them and I remember them talking about various things about labour and about pregnancy and then recognising that when you see the baby, the blue, shriveled, alien baby, baby, that that's normal. Yeah. Bloody hell, that's not normal. <laughs> that's not... I was like, what's happened to his head? It's all... It's all coney. I, you know, and you, you're trying to recall all that education that you had, but it's freaky. 
And then the in that moment, there's so much pressure on this bond that's meant to be there and instant. Mm. And I know that we've spoken about, you know, that bond didn't, wasn't there straight away. But was it there straight away for you, Portia? I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. What was it like taking him home, knowing that Ore was going to be leaving five days later? When we'd spoken about it so much, because obviously we'd planned the induction and we knew, okay, when we signed the contract to do the Strictly tour, you were going to be away. It's okay. You know, I'm going to go to my mum and dad's. It's going to be great. My sister's going to pop round. All the family are going to be there. It's perfect. It's just me and a baby. He's only this big. It's fine. Like, literally fine. It was awful. Like, (laughs) it was so awful. I think, like... When we realised, when, you know, when Ori said, OK, right, I'm going now. I think I had actually cried, like, every day up until you were going. But I think we literally just did that <laughs> cry at each other for, like, right up until he was leaving on the day. Because I just, obviously, all hormones are crazy at that time. You haven't slept since the day that they were born. And all of a sudden, just sunk in that, oh, my gosh, like, he's going to miss him having a feed at 2am. <laughs> Who's going to watch a rerun of Countdown exa- with me? Yeah. But What's he going to do without knowing a five-letter word? He could have got a six on that one. Poor eh? Who's going to bring me a cereal bar at, like, 4am? Dude. But, like, no, and it did, and it was just... I felt so bad. And my parents were amazing, but they were a bit like, you had the baby, so you're doing the 3am feed. <laughs> you know, and they were, they were there when I needed a sandwich and whatnot, but there but was the nothing... But the nighttime is lonely. It's really lonely, yeah. and no matter how much I would text him or whatever, you know, or ring him, he'd say, call me any time, but you, you don't. And I just felt, oh, my God. And you've suddenly got, had a baby with your husband and suddenly he's not there and it it was if someone had said to me this is how you're going to be feeling I would have said to him I don't care what you're doing you're staying at home with me because it was really hard it was really hard. and it was really hard to even though we had discussed it and prepared it it was incredibly hard everything we've done for the five and a half years that we've been together at the time had been together so now in the immediate aftermath of becoming parents, I'm off. That just didn't compute. And I remember, I remember I was getting the train. We were in Kent. I was getting the train back to London before heading off on the, on the tour. And a couple of my best boys were on, had a WhatsApp group, Baby Daddies, it was called. Original. Uh, we, we were texting because they'd had their one boy and one girl uh, weeks and months before that. So we were texting about it and how it felt. And I told you that we'd watched The Greatest Showman. It was the last film that we had together. And I... I had it on in my ears and, you know, the song Never Enough came on. Never, never. <laughs> oh, my God. If you saw that carriage on the southeastern train heading to Charing Cross, you saw me, you would have gone, somebody called 999, because this guy is in a serious mess. And also, mess. for you, so you, you were saying how, for you as a dad, you want to be there, you want to be present, and then five days later, yeah. you're having to go off for work. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you, all you want to do, my instinct, all you want to do is support. And even though this is work, and we understood that this is work and this has been part of the decision for why we were going to do it, that doesn't match up to your overwhelming feeling of just being there. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I get you the six-letter score on Countdown. I want to be there and give you... <laughs> I want to make you a Marmite sandwich as much as I hate Marmite, you know. And, uh, and I wasn't there. So it was, it was incredibly difficult. And 
I wouldn't even put my hands up in anywhere near it to say that my difficult was anywhere near yours. But we were dealing with very difficult situations. But I think we knew, like I said before, we knew this was like the start of a, a new reality yeah. for us. Portia, were you sympathetic when Ori said... I'm sad. No, she I'm wasn't. Okay, I'll answer that. <laughs> I'll answer that for her. Because I know what I okay. would say. I know. Fuck off. I know. <laughs> Can we move on to the next question? Oh, boo-hoo. Please. Going on the Strictly tour each night, having a few bevies. <laughs> it must be really this weird. This door has a carpet on it. How but do you it must be odd knowing that it. your husband is going off and being part of this glitzy show and you're there, boobs engorged, Drenched in mum's sweat, hair not washed for days. It must feel like you're living such different lives. Oh, totally. And then on top of that, you've got media as well, writing stories about, you know, oh, Ori's off on tour, you know, leaving mum at home. And there's this picture of me and Daily Mail, like... But no, it, it was really hard, but actually... At the time, horrendous. Yeah, like, the only godsend was that he would be up late night drinking and, like, at least he was up. I could text him. Oh, yay, drunk Ori! We we actually, because I would try to check in after every show because I knew she'd be up. I'd try to go, you know, we hadn't maybe spoken throughout the day. So after the show, the least I could do was call in, say, how you doing? You're right. And before we went, Porsche was very generous in saying, look, you know, obviously you're on the tour. You know, you're hosting it. You can't be a recluse. So you've got to enjoy the time with everybody. So I'd check in, we'd have a chat. How's everything going? You know, it's difficult feelings, this, this and that. And then I'd be like... They're all going in the bar in 10 minutes, so I might have to... Um, wrap it up. I have to wrap it, wrap it up. And... It's like a pantomime now. Yeah. Oh! Boo! Oh, you know Sorry. I'm going to be playing Dandini and Croydon Cinderella this year. Thank you, Giovanni. That's very kind of you to I'm Always happy to plug. Always there. happy. Um, but yeah, no, you did. And you was like, it was happening for days. And you would say, it came to the point you were like... I don't think you should call me anymore. Mm. Oh. I think we're going to leave it here. It is that weird thing. It's like, it's just, if you know that actually speaking is crushing you a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. So actually, you know what? I'll speak to you when you get home. Yeah, it was just listening to that life that you had before because it's awful because you do just start looking down at Roman, you resent because in those early days, yeah, you're mum bun up, you're sweating so bad and you're just sitting there and it's like 3am and they haven't stopped crying you don't know why and there's Ari saying you know oh I'm just gonna go for it. and you think yeah last year I was on that Strictly tour I was out doing shots of tequila having a little boogie with some of the guys we did have a good time there, yeah, we, we had an amazing time <laughs> um but you know and that that's the life that I'd be having right now it's so hard because I think when Tough. you share stuff like that yeah it's usually followed up with a oh but I love my child I love my... Like, you can't feel that. Mm. You have to you have to make sure that everyone knows that because you're feeling that way, it doesn't mean that you don't love you. I love my child. I absolutely love my children. No, don't. No, I love them. Do you love them, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's that thing. It's like, oh, no, she doesn't. You know, if she wants to have a little bit of herself, yeah. then that's... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's interesting that you're both at such different points in life. So what was it like when Ori came back? Sorry. Well, still here. <laughs> he hasn't come back. He hasn't come back. Because, obviously, by that point, you're in a... You're quite settled. You've got your routine. Yeah, th- this was actually the hardest part, actually, because I had got myself into a routine and Roman was only being breastfed and Ori came back and then you were at home for a little while, I think... Were you yeah. at home? Yeah, about three weeks. Yeah. And we decided that we were then, I think around this sort of point, we decided, oh, hey, well, why don't we try a bit of bottle feeding? 
So I went into the express realm. And then the worst bit, though, was sometimes I couldn't do it without seeing Roman. So I had to keep bringing him back in the room, <laughs> which was really annoying. <laughs> Literally would only pump if I saw him. Um, so we decided to. And actually, do you know what? That was even worse because I got myself in a routine. I knew when he was wanting a feed. I knew what he wanted. And you do get that motherly instinct. And you're like, oh, he's crying now because, you know, at the beginning, you're just like, what the hell's going on? And I still do now. Like, why are you having a tantrum? What's going on? But, you know, I sort of said, oh, right, this is his time for this. And then Ori would sort of try to help muster in. And I'd be like, no, you don't. Oh, now he's going to cry. And, you know, so it was a lot of, we started having quite a lot of bickers then. And then the bottle feeding came Ken, in. Have, I'm sorry, have they, have they finished? I wasn't there. Uh, we, Tom, we are still no. bickering. <laughs> yeah, but it, was, but it was almost, it was just the fact that I'd done so much on my own. Yeah. For Ori to come back in and try and help, at that point, I saw it as help. It just wasn't. I was just like, I resented it. He was there and he'd be in bed asleep and Rome would wake up and I'd be the one feeding and he'd still be asleep. Oh, right, great. So it's like they're there, but they can't actually do anything anyway. You resent, actually, yeah. It's just annoying. So you might as well sleeping. Just not yeah. be there, yeah. you know? <laughs> You're hearing this too. Because... I've got the divorce papers right there if you want to get this over and done with. Um, no, well, it was hard, though. It was, I mean, it was incredibly hard. And I think from my perspective, coming into that, because you know that this is now your domain, that the house is your domain. You've, the rules are set. Here's how it works. And a lot of it biologically and, you know, the other half, because this is what you've decided is what works best for Omen, as has just gone on with time. And so you have to try to fit in. And the only way of fitting in is through learning through you. And it, it's just abrasive. There's no other way of doing it. You can't write out a textbook of here's how it works, this is what it's going to be, and this is the timing as much as you like to. So it's only difficult. And so it was a, it was a really, really tricky time for the two of us because for me it was like, and I know I've said this on the podcast before, it was how can I be supportive without getting in the way because the only way that I'm going to get better is I'm going to actually do this stuff in practice but I'm going to get it wrong and by getting it wrong more, she's going to get more angry and it's like the cycle of just, no, this isn't working but the more you do it is the only way of getting better. So that was like a period for about six, seven months, wasn't it? I mean, the house is still your domain. I'm just visiting. As long as you know it. Yeah. 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 Right. Being a parent means go. Googling everything. Gorgeous. Being a parent means, oh, God, you said don't be gushy. Means that I'm winning at life. That's all I wanted to do was have a family. All right. Leave it there. Sorry. Since having children, I, Ore. I'm now the third best in our family. As long as you know it. Portia. Um... Worry about everything. <laughs> Yours are really uplifting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy when, alright. Oh, I prepared this one. I'm not even going to say it. You say yours first. Oh, when we're, or literally when we're all three of us are just sat on the sofa at home. Lovely. I love it. <laughs> alright. I'm happy when she's happy. And that's been the case happy since day wife, one. Happy life, happy life. Right, okay. <laughs> on brand, on message. Thank you so much, Portia and Ori. You have been amazing. Thank you so much for coming. You have been incredible. Good night.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.